Bob Moon said he was preaching up in Kentucky, and he looked out and he said, you had to go about two or three rows deep before you could get a full set of teeth. Across <laughs> that uh, congregation. And this time of year, we know, uh, we adults are always asking the children whether ours or somebody else's, what do you want for Christmas or what do you want Santa to bring you and that uh, kind of thing. And uh, every child has the, uh, their uh, wish list. I know when I was growing up, it was a big thing to do for the uh, Horton clan. There were uh, six children. And when the Sears and Roebuck catalog arrived, we fought over who would be the first to be able to go page by page through the toys and circle the things that we wanted and initial that particular item so mom and dad would uh, know exactly what to tell Santa to bring with us. Well, we're talking about all I want. The key is the, is the word want, and it's contrast to the word need. Life is best when we extinguish between what we want and what we need. It may be that as uh, you're doing some Black Friday Shopping, you're trying to decide as you go through the stores and the ads are there, see them on TV, etc. You're wondering what, what does so and so really need or what do they really uh, know? Uh, when I was growing up, uh, my parents did a, a certain thing that has always been helpful to me. That is, if I wanted something, quite often it probably had something to do with uh, athletics, maybe it was a a softball glove, or maybe it was a, a football that I wanted, or uh, air spikes for, for baseball, or whatever it was. Maybe not so expensive, or something that was like a, a, a yo-yo, even, or a, a top. Now, I know some of the congregation, very few would not recognize what a top is. It's a big at the top, bottom at the bottom. No, that's not like somebody you know. I'm talking about a top. Here, and, and you wrap a rope or a string around it and you throw it, it sits there and spins in the dirt sand. And, and so, well, the point was, if, if I wanted something, my parents would say, all right, John, what you need to do is save up your money and buy it. I got a little bitty uh, allowance, as we call it sometimes, and I had to do some odd jobs to earn some money. Another thing I would do is pick up a Coca-Cola, Royal Crown bottles, glass bottles, take them over a block to McClure's rest, uh, grocery store and get two cents for each of those bottles that I, that I took. And I remember one particular occasion, I wanted to go to the movie, Royal Theater, just right up the, uh, the block there, easy walking distance. And uh, I wanted to go on a Saturday my friends were busy and I was bored stiff and uh, I'd already seen the movie on Thursday. I want to go again. And so Mama said, well, I'll let you go. I'm not giving you any money, but if you can get enough bottles to redeem to go, that's fine. Well, I hunted everywhere I could hunt. All I could uh, do is find uh, four bottles to take over the booth. So I told Mama, Recently, the cost of going to a show, Royal Theater, had gone up from 10 cents 
to the 20th century. We're talking about ancient history. I know. <laughs> so I said, Mama, I just need four more cents. How about give me that so I can go over and see the movie? She said, No, we have a party. You, you raise the money, you can, can go. I've never been so mad at my mother. I was so mad. All afternoon, I, I looked everywhere I feel like I sort of expanded my search area of uh, peeking in people's trash cans and, and so on to try to get that. Never did. And I, it took me a while to get over. Why, why was she not giving me four cents? She, that was, it was easy for her to do, but she was trying to teach me a lesson, a lesson of frugality. Some people who know me suggest that I learn very well. <laughs> think, of, think of the concept that, uh, of our society that has uh, made that decision-making between what we want and what we need uh, all too careless. For example, our credit card indebtedness averages about uh, $15,000, $16,000 uh, per household. Uh, and all the customers owe 11 0.62 trillion dollars in debt. Now, it's very easy with a credit card to not be too sure of what you really want and what you really need. You don't have to save up. You can go ahead and get it, enjoy it for months until you finally have to pay that off. Henri Isaac said, maturity is when we differentiate between our wants and our needs and treat them as such. Uh, how many of you have moved within the last year? Not, not many, not many. Uh, that's always a, an experience for people to know what do we move with us this time. Uh, we have a thing that we try to train young preachers and our itinerancy in the ministry where you're moving every so years to a new town, new church, new congregation, etc. And so you, one of the rules that we suggested, if you go into the attic when it's time for you to move to a new apartment, and there's a box there that you have not opened and you have not used the contents of that box since you moved there the last time, you probably won't use it next time either. So don't carry it with you. Get rid of it. Don't make that mistake. All right? How many of you wives admit that your husband has too much stuff that you have? Not as many as I thought. All right? Wives, how many of you think your husband has too much stuff? Did I say that? <laughs> A year or two ago, I recognized that my love for sweet iced tea was costing me a little bit of money. Uh, Linda takes me out to lunch every day, and I noticed that if you take the cost of a glass of sweet tea in a restaurant, you add the tip, 15%. You add the sales tax, 
course, that's seven, seven percent of that. It, it adds up to a great deal of money during that period of time. And I figured out that if I could drink water with lemon and fudge by putting a little sweetener in there, and got them made, <laughs> then I could, I could save all of this money. It, it comes up to about two rounds of golf a month. $720 a year I'm saving by not drinking iced tea, making my own lemonade at the table. So we have these needs, these desires, and in, in the family, there's a constant uh, effort to provide for the needs of one another. Now, we're looking today about the question, what do you want for Christmas other than the Israelites lived under what was referred to as the Messianic hope. That is the expectation of the Messiah coming. They longed and yearned for this Messiah to come and save them. So many of the Psalms recognize this. Do not hold against us the sins of our fathers. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in desperate need. And again, the Lord hears the, the needy. And the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And that most famous, loved psalm of all of them, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It speaks to the depth of our hearts of belonging. So they developed this concept of a, a messianic hope. Remember that great passage from Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. They long for a day when God would fulfill his promise to provide for them a Savior. After St. Paul became a Christian, he began to preach the gospel and share the good news with people. He used the example of, of the relationship of Christians to their Heavenly Father, that of a slave in the family. And he thought about the way it is where a, a child is sort of like a slave in the family. The child has to obey whatever the parents uh, say to him. And he says, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. Now, the next verse I call Paul's Nativity. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem, underline that, to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights as sons. He uses this word redeem. God is coming in the Savior and Messiah to redeem our lives and our souls. Now, when Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph took him to the temple in order for to, to present him uh, to God when he was eight days old. And on that occasion, the scripture tells us in the second chapter of Luke, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. 
He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. That is, he was waiting for God to send the Messiah that they so, they so wanted so badly. Waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Lord's anointed in the in the Greek, Messiah and the Hebrew, the Lord's Christ. Also, in the temple, there was a prophetess named Anna, the daughter of Phanio. She was very old. She came up to Mary and Joseph. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were there, looking forward to the redemption of Israel. We sang the song a few moments ago, Come Thou Emmanuel. That, that long expected and desired. Uh, Anthony will be preaching about John the Baptist in the 11 o'clock service today. And John was a part of that group, large group of, of redemptionists, as they were called, who were looking for God to send his Redeemer and save them from their sins and also to save Israel from uh, their, their enemies and their oppressors. This, this we're describing as the first Advent, and there will be another, uh, as you've already heard about in this service in the prayer, that uh, God will send his Savior Jesus to back to return. There are secular ways of thinking in terms of Redeemer. Uh, another, another time to show your hands. How many remember SNH Green Stamps? Almost in the Menominee. And I looked on Google, and guess what? You can still get SNH Green Stamp. I didn't know that. Do what? Yes, I'm glad you asked. You get it digitally or electronically, and you get a, a like a gift card, a little plastic card, and you can spend that as your instead of you know looking stamp and then go to. Wait, I know my mom couldn't wait till she got a book full of those things so we could go shopping for something, something we wanted probably didn't really need. But you can, that, it's still done. That concept of redeeming is used. You can redeem your gift card of S and green, H, green stamps that way. But in the religious concept, we're talking about being saved, talking about being delivered from sin, for being atoned. Restitution is made uh, the ransom is paid by Jesus Christ on the cross. Paul says the wages of sin is death. But Jesus Christ comes to save us from that death. He dies that in our place. He enables us to receive forgiveness for our sins and sin's consequences. And not just to save us from something, but also to save us to something. By the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we're made to become like Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. We know how uh, John capsulizes this in that famous passage of John 3.16, but I'm going to read on to the 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent his Son to the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not convinced, 
But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So we come and say, what do you wish for for Christmas? All I want for Christmas is what? If we think in terms not of, of the Christmas presents and the tinsel and the carols and the Christmas lights and the parades and so forth, but of, of striking at the very depth of our being and our heart, what is it that we long for, that we need? What What is we might uh, penetrate our spirits and say, what is it that uh, is, is missing? Is there something missing in your life today? Are you busy about many things, caring about many responsibilities, family responsibilities, vocational responsibilities? But there's something, something's missing. Something is lacking. And there's a, a deep hunger and a desire within us that we may not be given the acknowledge that we should. Paul reminds us that God, through Jesus Christ, through his riches in Jesus Christ, he provides all of our needs to the very depth of our being. And so much of life gets, gets twisted and turned because we look for that fulfillment in all of the wrong places. Sometimes we, back to the credit card, the business, we think we can buy that peace, buy that joy, buy that thing that we're looking for that seems to be missing. We don't quite know how to put it in. It cannot be bought. It is given to us freely by Jesus Christ. Most of us are familiar with Fanny Crosby and uh, those uh, many, many hymns that uh, she has written. So many of our, uh, what a blessing they are. We'll be singing one of them in a few moments. Fanny Crosby was six weeks old when they uh, incorrectly put a poultice on her eyes and she became permanently blind. But she became the great uh, gospel uh, songwriter at the age of 44. By the time she had died at the age of 95, she had written over 8,000 hymns. And one, of, one I think is the, the best of all of hers is Blessed Assurance of Jesus of Mine. She became known as the Queen of Gospel Song Writers. Once she was speaking to a large company of working men, and while she was speaking, the Spirit impressed upon her mind this thought, that some mother's boy must be rescued that night, or perhaps not at all. And when she finished her message, she shared that thought with the congregation and said, if there is any boy present who has wandered away from his mother's teaching, Come to the platform at the conclusion and speak to them. In the group that came forward, there was an 18-year-old boy. He said, did you mean me? He said, I promised my mother to meet her in heaven. But as I am now living, that would be impossible. 
and across the plate for him. And he arose with a new light in his eyes and exclaimed triumphantly, Now I can meet my mother in heaven, for I have found her God. He found a, a deep need in his life. Years and years later, Benny Crawford was speaking at the YMCA event. And she told the story of how she received the inspiration of a hymn she had written, Rescue the Perishing. And at the end of the talk, a number of people came up to her. And finally, there was young, one young man who seemed to be especially deeply moved. And he said, Miss Crosby, I was the boy you spoke of 35 years ago. I had wandered away from my mother's God. And the, that evening, I found peace and tried to live a consistent Christian life ever since. That, that gospel that she portrayed reached deep down into his being and his soul fulfill the need that was there that he had not been willing to ignite. Perhaps, especially, he might have been running away from through wild living and moral living. But when he found afresh his mother's God, there was such a fulfillment in his life that he turned his life around and he used his life for God. What do you want this Christmas? Presents wrapped in fancy paper, a gift card, a check in the mail. Or is it something deeper than that? It causes your heart to long, to, to, to yearn for what God alone can do. God can do. I want you to have that. I want you to get what you really need. sidestep it, not to push it aside, not postpone thinking about that and doing something about it at a later time. Be like that 18-year-old boy who was running from what his mother had told him. The, the family assistance he found that triumphant in his life. And he received the greatest thing he could ever have. Father, we praise you and thank you and glorify you. For you are mighty God and you have the ability to reach down into the depths of our being. To reach through and beyond and past all the tensors and bows and frivolity of this holiday to the depths of our being. That you would be able to lift us up and triumphantly as that 18-year-old boy previous century. To reach down and to touch us on the shoulder and say, here I am, I'm for you. Will you give me your heart? Will you give me your spirit? Will you give me your life? That you may find the best and greatest thing possibly you can have to fulfill me.